Last week, we kicked off our amazing series, Christmas Lights, a series that's really designed to help us to be most effective as witnesses for Christ uh, in this Christmas season. Last week, we talked about the fact that Jesus is the light of the world. We qualified him, not that we needed to, as having the authority to be that light because he is, in fact, God in flesh. We like to use the terminology Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God came down on planet Earth to be with us and to dwell among us through his son, Jesus Christ. God is in his son, Jesus. Jesus and God are one and the same. We talked about the fact that Jesus is exalted above all. That as we live our lives, we're to make sure that we are representing Christ as Lord of all things. How many of you believe that Jesus is Lord of all? How many of you believe that? He truly is Lord of all. And so as we go about this season, I, I, I want us to walk in that conviction. Uh, uh, because there are, there are forces that are out there today that want to try to marginalize Christ. They're trying to make Christ like uh, everybody else. And how many know he's not like everybody else? He is Lord of all. He's Lord. He's our ruler. He's our master. And there's no greater time to share that reality, that truth, than in this particular season we call Christmas. So I want to continue our series today. I want to talk about us. Last week we focused on Jesus is the light of the world. But now I want to focus on us as being the representatives or the reflection of that light. And so I want to kind of start with kind of talking about something everybody loves. And my wife had the opportunity. We was doing this yesterday. Uh, I shouldn't say we as my wife and a couple of my kids. But one of the great traditions that we all love uh, during this time of year is the hanging of Christmas lights. How many of you love that? How many of you have gotten most of these lights hung up already? Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, you've heard about the annual uh, lighting of the Christmas tree at the White House, and I don't know if you have a chance to see that, but it's absolutely amazing and beautiful. Uh, I've had the opportunity to see the lighting of the Christmas tree in the Rockefeller Plaza. So if you haven't been there in person, uh, it, it is something uh, amazing to behold, and it's something that we all enjoy. And even in my neighborhood, if you've ever been in Acquire Harbor, which is the neighborhood I live in, uh, there are, the, the Chris, it's almost like people are in, it's like people are in competition with each other. Because sometimes we have a tendency to sit in our car and we would drive around our community. Anybody ever done this? We just kind of drive around our community and, and all we want to do is we just want to see which lights are the brightest, which lights stand out the most. And, and so we're always looking for that woo moment. You know, what I, you know what I mean when I say woo moment? It's that moment you say, wow, look at that. And, 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 and it just, you just stop your car and you just go, wow, that is amazing. And, and something about that that, that just ignites us. It excites us because Jesus says about himself, and we know this to be true, is that, that, that he is, in fact, the light of the world. I want you to think about this for a moment because when God first created the heavens and the earth, he decreed that light would chase out the darkness. This was from the beginning. I want you to understand that. It was from the very, very beginning. God decreed that light would chase out the darkness. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, it says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And then God spoke into that, let there be light. And then when light came, 
darkness bow down. Now, that's, now that just didn't happen by accident. That's not an accident. You see, you see, as Christians, we are lights. And as lights, we are supposed to, watch this, chase the darkness away. In other words, we want to be those kinds of lights. We want to we light up so well, so magnificently for Christ that we want people to look at us and, and say, wow, look at that. You're different. You're standing out. Boy, you're, 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 you're bright and you're shining because how many know that light only shines in the darkness? Somebody's going to catch that in a moment. Light only shines in the darkness. Oftentimes, we want to try to get away from what we call these dark places. Some of these people who don't think like you think, act like you act. They're not Christian. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And sometimes we have a habit of, we want to kind of like, just, you know, we, if we're not careful as believers, we kind of separate ourselves in the sense that we're not engaging with people. And how many you know that that is not our calling? Now, I'm going to mess your theology up. Y'all ready for this? God has called you to be in the darkness. Let me say that again. God has called you as a believer, as a Christian, to be in the darkness. He didn't call you to be a part of the darkness. There's a distinct difference. But he called you to be in the darkness because how many of you know that darkness will remain until light shows up? How many know that wherever we go, if we're walking in the light of God, if we're walking in the light of his glory, how many of you know that darkness must bow? Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, when you truly start walking with God, let me tell you, you don't even have to try hard. All you have to do is be who God called you to be, and you will start to stand out. Now, now, what gets me is that sometimes we get baffled because it's almost like we don't like to be ostracized. You know what Jesus says? You're blessed when men separate you from their, country, uh, their company, and they talk about you, and they say all manner of evil against you, and and. Nobody likes to stand out in that way. Come on, church. But how do you know God has called you and me to stand out? Look at your neighbor and say, stand out. In fact, look at your neighbor again and say, come out of the closet. <laughs> God has not called you to stay in the closet. He wants you to shine. And light, and he, God, how many know he didn't make a mistake? Because he understood, and he knows this. And, and, and Jesus himself came down into the darkness. And not only did Jesus come into the darkness, but he engaged the darkness. Watch this, church. He wasn't intimidated by the darkness. Y'all get that? As some of you sometimes, we're, as believers, we're intimidated. How many know that when you're light, you're not intimidated about anything? Because you are light. You are truth. You are the thing that people need. You are, because you're walking with Christ, you're aligned with him, you then become the hope of the world in every dark place you go. You are that light now because Jesus has saddled up back into heaven. He says, now I'm coming back, but in the meantime, occupy until I come back. Amen. Occupy simply means that we shine brightly for him. In order to shine bright, 
we must remember that we were raised from the darkness. Let me say that again. In order to fully understand and to shine as bright lights, because how many know we don't want to be that flickering light? Uh, we, you know, and nothing worse than I hate, and my wife always yell at me because, uh, you know, I, I, I told my daughter last night, I said, I want you to go buy some light bulbs. And uh, we got these really, I, I like the house bright. I mean, I like so much light, brother. I, I like that blinding kind of light. That's, I like 100 watts. Anybody like 100 watts? You know, I'm like, I can't see in 30. I can't see in 25. Come on, church. I, I want to light. I want to walk in this thing. I want to see everything. And there's something about a light. It's nothing that bugs me more than a light that is not functioning according to its full capacity. A light that has been snuffed out. A light that has been dimmed because it has been in either intimidated or they don't really understand or remember why you're here in the first place. How many know that Jesus did not leave us here primarily to be about shopping and buying gifts? Some of y'all getting, you didn't like that, did you? Some of the kids say, Pastor, stop. You're hurting me. I'm not hurting your parents. You'll be, you'll be all right. But God did not leave us. It's not about that. He left us here to shine. But we got to remember who we are. And we got to learn to be comfortable being a bright and shining light. Let me put it to you in, in uh, straight terms. We got to be comfortable being different. We got to saddle there. We got to get to a place where, you know, I don't mind. If you don't like me, that's okay. If, if, if you want to ridicule me, if you want to talk about me, that's okay. Because I know that if I stay in the light, then at some point that light might affect you. And it will change you. See, Ephesians chapter 2. Go turn to Ephesians chapter 2 for a moment. Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verse 1 and 5. So I want to I wanna just kind of build up. I want to come back to this, our... our, our our foundational text, which is Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to come back to that uh, close to the end. But I want to kind of build us uh, toward that end goal. Because then when I finally get back to where it says that in verse 14, you are the light of the world, uh, you, have the, you have the right context for what it means. But so let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And it reads, and you he made alive. King James Version says quicken. Who were dead in trespasses and sin. Everybody say dead. In which you once walked. Oh, there it is right there. Now, let me, let me stop for a moment. See, in order for some to be uh, quickened or made alive, it first had to be dead. Make sense? So, so outside of Christ, when we were in darkness, we were dead, shut off from the life of God. This is who we were. All right. We're, we're breathing, but we're dead. Because we're shut off from the light of God. This is the condition that we were in. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Watch this. In which you once walked according to the course of this world. See? In other words, everybody say you once walked. In other words, you don't walk like you used to. See, if you tell me you saved but there's never been a change in your life, I'm here to tell you right now, you better go back and check that salvation. There's no way that you can tell me that I've been saved and you're still living, walking, thinking, and doing the exact same thing you were doing before you got saved. Because when you come into the light, how many know light transforms you? Amen. Light cannot help but to transform you. Why? Because whenever light 
impacts darkness, darkness got about. Are y'all hearing me? There's going, something must happen. The laws of physics tells us that. And I'm not a scientist. It says in which we walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Satan. People who are not walking in the light, whether they believe it or not, by default, here it is. They don't, people don't like to hear it. Here it is. By default, they are walking with Satan. Well, how, that's offensive. How can you say? Because Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Jesus says you're either hot or you're cold. There is no in between with God. Either you're walking with him or you're not. See, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, everybody say spirit. Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and spiritual wickedness in high places. This is what our struggle is. How many know there's a spirit in our nation today? There's a spirit in our government today. There's a spirit in your home. The question is, what kind of spirit? See, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. He's talking about Satan here. Among whom we once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. Now, now, why, Pastor, why are you talking about this as it relates to light? Because how we live affects how bright our light shines. Are y'all hearing that this morning? So how many of you want to be a bright and shining light? If the bulb is supposed to be a hundred white bulb, how many know we need to max out? <laughs> Come on. I, I want to max out. I don't want to be 20%. If I'm designed to be a hundred, God wants us to be a what? A hundred. We want to max out. Okay, so he says um, we were fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind because understand something that your flesh does not want to do what God wants you to do. It never will. It never has. Stop waiting on it. You're, that's why Paul says every single day I get up, I have to beat my flesh. Why is he beating his flesh? Because his flesh is in opposition to what God wants through his word. See? And, 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 that's, and, see, and, and, that's, and that's darkness. See, when the flesh begins to take, uh, to take the lead in your life, your fleshly appetite. So when I talk about flesh, I'm talking about the things, the, the, the lust of who you are, the things, that, that side of you, that part of you, that, that, that just this constant conflict with God. That's your flesh. How many know your flesh? Your fleshly appetite. So oh, that's why the Bible says, don't be led by your flesh. See? Don't be led by your flesh. How many of you would say, Pastor, my flesh has gotten me in a whole lot of trouble? Come on. <laughs> my fleshly appetites, my temper, my bad decisions. Oh, have made, I've made some bad choices. Don't follow your flesh because your flesh is at enmity with God. It's an enemy to everything that God wants to do in your life. Parents, check that. Check that. Because when your kids tell you and they say it's natural, then you need to tell them, no, in this house, it's supernatural. <laughs> We're going above that because what's natural don't mean it's right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, how many know that God determines what's right? Y'all getting that this morning? See, God determines what's right. So if I'm going to be light, I cannot succumb. I cannot allow my flesh to dominate how I live my life. You got to beat, you, you got to tell your flesh every day, flesh, you're going to serve God. You're going to worship God. Flesh, whether you feel like it or whether you don't, this is what we're going to do. Take authority over your flesh. He says, this is what people were. This is who we were before we were with, walking with God. It says in verse number four, 
But God. I love that. Everybody say, but God. Come on, say that with me. Say, but God. Come on, everybody. I need everybody. I need every. Come on, say it. But God. Come on, everybody. Say it with Come on, say it with a thought. But God. Come on, say it. But God. That means that God comes in. He changed the whole thing. That's what we're talking about. We were dead in trespasses and sin. We were living our life, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and minds. But God, that's what I love about this, who is rich in mercy. How many know he didn't save us because we were right? He didn't, he didn't save us because we got it together. He saved us in spite of the fact by the blood of his son. He raised us up with Christ. And watch this. Even when we were dead in our sins, trespasses, he made us alive and saved us by his grace. In other words, church, at that moment, for the purposes of this message, we was raised in from darkness to life. Now, that's who we are. So watch this. So why do why is it sometimes that we get this pull and this tugging that want to kind of take us back there? When I know that that's not who I am no more. That's not who I am. I've been raised to life. And so I've been called to be something different. Now, we're still in Ephesians chapter 5. Now, look at verses 1. I'm, I'm sorry, we're still in Ephesians, but I want you to go to Ephesians chapter number 5. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 in your Bibles. I want you to run there. Come on, run to Ephesians chapter 5. I like to hear pages. I like old school. You know, I like to, I like to hear the pages. That means when somebody, when you hear the pages, that means they're reading the Bible. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Look at it. It says, watch this. Now, y'all ready for this? Say amen. It says, now, therefore, so now that I have been raised, I'm, I'm a light now. See, I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable who, in, what, in what God has made me to be. I embrace my new identity because I'm, I'm in the light, I'm, with, I'm walking with God, I'm reflecting that light. Now look what he says here in verse number 1 in Ephesians chapter number 5. Now watch this, he says, verse number 1, he says, Be imitators of God as dear children. Alright, I'm going to start right there for a moment. He says, now, so watch this, be imitators of who? Be imitators of Michael Jordan. Be imitators of Beyonce. Be imitators of Nicki Minaj. Be imitators of Drake. Be imitators of Katy Perry. Be imitators of Lady Gaga. Are y'all hearing this? He says what? Be imitators of who? See? See, that's the problem with some of us. We are still trying to be an imitator of people. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I have any problem with these people. I don't know all their spiritual condition, but I know that a lot of them, they are not walking in the light. How do I know? Listen to their music. Listen to their lifestyle. They're saying something. And how many know that wherever the light is, we want to imitate it, and the light is that which is connected with God. So watch this. So as the person who is walking in the light, watch this. My job is to imitate God. Watch it. Are y'all still listening? Say amen. So the more I'm imitating God, the more I'm walking in the light. To the extent that I'm not imitating God, I am not walking in that light. You see, when I'm trying to imitate all of these other personalities, all these things, and, you know, and, 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 and every parent in here knows because we all struggle with it, that, 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 you know, our kids are so impressionable. And, and they're at an age, especially when they're teenagers, young adults, they're at a place where they're trying to find themselves. And sometimes if you're not careful, they'll be right in your house on their phones, 
on a computer. They went out into a whole nother world. You don't even know where they are. And they're trying to find somebody to imitate. Are y'all hearing me say amen? And the question is, as a parent, we got to say, no, we want you to imitate who? Imitate God. That's who we are. He says, and walk in love. In other words, walk in love. Walk in who we're supposed to be. Uh, walk, love, we love the brethren. The Bible says if we don't love one another, then, then we're walking in darkness. We're not walking in the light. A person that loves his brothers and sisters, a person, I will tell you, that loves anybody is a person that's walking in the light. How many know the Bible even says love your enemies? Come on, church. So we're supposed to be, so to the extent that if I'm not walking in love, I'm not walking in the light. I can say whatever I want to say. I can try to excuse it all I want to. But, but see, when we walk in love, we're walking in the light. Now look what he says in verse number three in Ephesians chapter five. He says, now watch this. Uh, but fornication, everybody know what fornication is? It's sex outside of marriage. It's sexual immorality. And all uncleanliness and covetousness, let it not, watch this, be named among you as fitting for saints, neither filthiness, all right, Neither foolish talking or coarse jesting, all right, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. See, so, so watch this. He says that we're not to be walking in fornication, sexual immorality, greediness, filthiness, which is obscene stories, foolish talk or coarse jesting, which has to do with obscene and vulgar language. How many know that Christians ought not be using vulgar language? Y'all look at me. Y'all say, well, Pat, I didn't know that. It's not who we are. Because if we're going to walk in the light, how many know we need to watch our tongue? We need to be be careful about what we say and what we say to people and around people. Why? Because I don't want my light to be snuffed out. So he says, Paul says, ain't none of this stuff is supposed to be even named among you. For this, you know, verse five, this is what people don't want to tell you nowadays. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean, or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So Paul here is saying that a person whose life is defined by this kind of activity will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, all I need to do is love and I'll get in. No, he says a person whose life is defined by this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because they have been consumed by the darkness. So we need to understand that. There's a, how many know there's a difference between light and darkness? And so we know which that we are. He said in verse number six, let no one deceive you. How many know that a lot of people are being deceived today? A lot of people are being deceived. A lot of people think they're going, I'm just being honest. Can I be honest? Y'all want me to preach or y'all want me to just, see, a lot of people, a lot of people think they're going to heaven, but they're not. Because they have been walking in a false light, which is not the light. Because there's an untruth, because there's a, there's a, there, there, there's a doctrine that is being pushed out there today that suggests that you can live, be, and do whatever you want, and you can define your own uh, set of standards as it relates to going to heaven. But that's not biblical. It's not biblical. He says, let no one deceive you. So Jesus, so as a pastor, I'm a representative of Jesus. I'm a representative of the light. So I don't care if you don't like what I say. I'm going to tell you the truth and I will die happy. 
Because I, want, I wanted to be said one day that if anybody ever said anything about this pastor, well, at least he preached the truth. Because I don't want none of our people in here. I don't want our young people and anybody who's listening by the audience out there through our media. I don't want people to be deceived and they're thinking they're right with God. And, 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 and there's no repentance. There's no even respecting the light or even a desire to come to the light. How many know that we got to be honest? Come on, church. We got to tell people the truth. How many know the truth make people free? Amen. Right? It's the truth that sets people free. Anything else short of truth is not going to help people. I mean, no, we want to help people. But he says in verse number six, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. So the wrath of God is coming upon those who live, who camps out, whose life is identified by the darkness. It's the way they live. So he says that the wrath of God is headed their way unless they come to the light. And be exposed to the light. And that's where you come in. See, this is what Christmas is really all about. Christmas, listen, just like those lights on the tree, you're supposed to be like, think about it. You're, you're what I like to call a, a mobile Christmas light. Right? <laughs> you're a mobile light. Like everywhere you go, man, you just light up every, every, every time, you, you know. Uh, it's probably a bad example, but that's the only thing I can think about. Uh, but how many of you ever listen to Michael Jackson, Billie Jean? Y'all, anybody ever seen that video? Uh, Old school. I'm talking some of y'all young people. But Michael Jackson had an old video uh, when he was in his prime, and, I, and it's a song called Billie Jean. And so in the video, one thing that just kind of stands out in my mind, this is the only thing I can think of, so y'all got to forgive me. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it doesn't really fit, because uh, I don't, I don't, the, 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 what the song was talking about is, is not right. But, 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 but the, I want you to understand the, the prop, the, 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 the lesson, object lesson here I want to give you. But if you remember that video, when he sang that song, Billie Jean, Michael Jackson had his little black, he looked black on, he had his little coat walking on his, on his back like this, and he would walk on like these, these towels. And every time, every place he walked, that little the floor would light up. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, clap your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Come on, help my brother out. Thank you. So, so, so how many know that everywhere you go, bam, light. That's the only, I'm sorry, that's the only thing I can think of at the time. But y'all get the picture. And it was like every time, the, I mean, every time, everywhere, his foot everywhere his foot went, bam, it just lit up. How many know that God wants us to light the world up? He wants us to light up the world. No, no, no. So in, if, if he's still in Ephesians, so look at verse number eight, uh, verse number eight in Ephesians chapter number five. So he says the same thing here, and then we're going to get ready to wind this thing down. So he says the same thing. He says, now for you were once darkness, verse eight, that's what you were. You're not that anymore, but you are light in the Lord. Why are you light in the world, Lord? Because you came to the light. You recognize the light. You submitted to the light. So now then you have become that light. Now, he says, now, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Goodness, righteousness, and truth as defined by what God says. I think that's important to underscore that. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. That's what, you know, Christianity is all about this. As we live our life, that every single day we're trying to figure out what is acceptable to God. Think about it. Every day, all we're trying to, we want to please God, right? How many of you want to please God? I mean, you live every day, you just, you want to find out, what, 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 am I going here? Am I doing this? Would it bring glory to God or would it do, would, would it do the opposite? He's finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. 
Now, let me qualify that because that doesn't mean like some folks think that if you're a Christian, that, that, you, don't, that you don't need to be hanging in the darkness. Um, you know, that, uh, that, that, that somehow I'm supposed to kind of stay away, you know, because they're not holy. They're not righteous. My only problem with that is then your, your Lord didn't do that himself. Your Lord didn't do that. Jesus, who is the light of the world, how many know that Jesus came into the darkness? And not only did he come into the dark, he targeted the dark places. And, and am I right about it? He said, I didn't, came, I didn't come to call the righteous. He came to, and, and the only way that the light is going to shine in the darkness is that the light got to go where? Where the darkness is. See? So he want us, watch this, he don't, listen, God don't want us to be isolationists. He don't want us to get into our little corner, sit in our house, and have go to church every Sunday and just wait for Jesus to come back. Oh, come on. How many know the devil is a liar? You got a lot of people sitting around, man, come to church. They don't do nothing else but a Christian. I love the Lord. Ain't sharing their faith. Ain't even, don't even want to say hi to your neighbors. And you know they ain't right with God. The devil will have us to sit back because the devil said, look, you're going to heaven. That's all that matters. I mean, forget about them other folk. I mean, let them find their way. God know how to get them. You ever thought that maybe God want to get them through you? But how many know in order for him to get them through you, you got to go where the darkness is. You got to walk into those dark places, brother, and you got to shine. Now, watch this. Now, he says, now, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works. Doesn't mean that I'm to separate myself from people who are sinful. I'm to separate my son, my, myself from the activity of sin. In other words, I don't do the sin. Are y'all, y'all with me? Y'all, that makes sense to you. So, so he said, have no fellowship, no corner near. Don't connect with, watch this, sinful activity. He says, don't, don't do that. So I draw the line when somebody want to start getting me to, to whether it's slander or whether it's to commit some kind of sin, or whether it's to talk uh, in a negative way about my marriage, or whether it's some kind of an immorality. If somebody, brother, hey, I like you. We, uh, hey, I'll come out to your house. You invite me over. I eat dinner with it. I'll even go out with it to a movie. I'll do whatever. But when it comes to this, I ain't doing that. Why? Let me tell you that. Let me tell you something. And when you start doing that, I'm gonna say, you, you're going to stand out. Question, why are you not? What's up with you? Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else, this is natural. Everybody else is doing it, but you're not. Why? Because you're a light bulb. <laughs> you're a bright light. You're, you're, you're not that. Watch this. He says now, he says, but you are to expose them. Now, how are you to expose darkness? Do expose darkness mean that you leave a body of this church and you find somebody who's not walking with God you knock on their door, you go to your place of employment, you get in their face and you yell and you scream at them. And do you tell them how bad they are, how they need to repent, or they're going to just simply go to hell? Do you just yell at them? No, 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 no. In fact, you're not being a very good light when you do that. Actually, I, I even wonder if you're being a light at all, to be quite honest with you. But, 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 but expose them by being light. See, one of the things, one of the wonderful things, I, I keep saying this, and I hope y'all get it. One of the, being a Christian, let me say it this way. Being a Christian is not that hard. If we just did what the Bible said and just be who we are, don't y'all know that darkness will be exposed? It's automatic. It's, 
Think about it. Wherever you go, I don't care where you are. You go on a job, you go wherever. You're going to expose darkness. Why? Because you're light. And sooner or later, it's going to come out. He says, watch it. And I love this verse right here. He said, but all things, verse 13. He said, but, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. Get that. So everything that is exposed, so wrong or unrighteousness is going to, watch this, it's going to be exposed by the light. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see, this is why the ministry of the church is so important. So, you know, like, for example, we got some problems in our nation. I think every nation has problems. No nation is perfect. Um, but, but, but one of the things that I think that holds a nation or a people accountable is the light in that nation. How do we know the church is the light? The church is the light. See, the church is what holds people accountable. If you're not doing right, you're going to get caught. You know, say, for example, some of these folks who are out here uh, sexually harassing people and, 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 and hitting on people. And how many know, And most of the folks, anybody been paying attention to some of this stuff? And, and most of the people that was, that's been accused are all married. Come on, church. But, but how many know now that the lights have been exposed? The light is the truth of the word of God. The Bible says, don't even let that stuff be named among you. So watch this. If you're walking in that kind of stuff, then, 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 then watch this. It is the truth of God's word that exposes it. It is the light that is in the dark world. You take the church out, then how will the world know? How will the world know it's in darkness unless the light of the gospel hit them? So we got to have. So listen, so we as a church, we got to speak up. We got to talk. We got to be bold. We got to be firm. We can't be intimidated because we help people remember that they have a conscience. We help them remember you have a conscience and you are accountable to an almighty God. Take out the church and darkness will run rampant. Because what makes manifest is the light. That's what's going to bring people hope and bring people out of the darkness that they're in. Now, in closing, Jesus said this, and I, and I started this off. He says, now watch this. In verse number 14, hmm, I want to, well, let's start at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will it be salt? How many know the salt is a preservative? So the Jesus is saying that we are the ones who are preserving what is good in the culture today. We're the standard. We're the ones who raise the bar. He said, if salt loses flavor, it will be good for nothing. In other words, let me put it this way. If the light becomes like the darkness, how many know that the light is no good? <laughs> See, if light, if you're supposed to be light, but you're too much like the darkness, then your light don't have no power. You're not going to make any difference. You're not going to change anything. People are not going to be better. People are not going to get well. Well, because Jesus said in verse number 14, we are the light of the world. Not the government, not Dow Jones, not your employer, not elephants and donkeys. You, the church, we are then the light. We're to reflect those lights. We're the light of the world. The church is the light. And we have to reflect that. It says that we cannot and should not be hidden. That's what it says here. In verse 15, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. Can I ask you a question? Are you under a basket or are you on a lampstand? If, if we were to characterize your life as it relates to light, 
Is your light hidden somewhere like behind the curtain in the darkness? Or is your light sitting on a lampstand blasting so that everybody can see it? That's where we want to go, church. He says, Jesus said it this way. He said, let your light so shine before men. He said, let it shine. Everybody say shine. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. Come on, I need everybody to stand up. Because that way you know I'm, being, I'm done. So, so he says, let it shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So here is what he's saying. See, God is only glorified when we shine. <laughs> God is only glorified. If we're not shining, God is not being glorified. He said, let your light so shine that men see your good works and glorify your father. In other words, live a life that represents everything we talked about. All right. We want to avoid all these other things, fornication, all these different sins, because we, we understand that these things have an ability, they affect our light. So he said, I want you to live your life in such a way that your light so shines that people will attribute it to God. That people say, wow, look at the God in those people. And God gets the glory. But see, the opposite is that if we're not shining, God is not being glorified. So we need to shine. So as you go about your Christmas shopping and all of the wonderful things you're going to buy people and all the wonderful gifts that y'all plan on buying me, your pastor, and I surely appreciate that. Uh, that was a joke. Uh, but uh, uh, all, the, and all of that, just remember the shine as you go. Hey, give up the parking space while you're going to the mall. I want you to take a moment and bless a, bless a stranger. Go to the checkout line of somebody that's buying a gift. Do something. Just do something crazy and just blast yourself. Do something that will make people look at you as a light and say, wow, what kind of light? You're not like I'm, you're not like I'm used to see. You're very different. I mean, that's our calling. So let your light shine before me. Share Jesus. Talk about Jesus. But more importantly, Live Jesus. Be a light in your community. Be a light wherever you go and watch what God will do with our lives. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Father, in the name.